Hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the Finish On Podcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. I can definitely tell you, I am so glad to talk about a very, uh, a very serious subject matter, um, and I think it correlates with today. And so I think it is, uh, the subject is going to be about forgive us, O Lord. I think that uh, ties in perfectly of what's going on in this day and age. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in remembrance of you, Lord. Remember the good, remember the good things you've done in our life, Lord. Help us to remember that each and every day. Help us to remember that we are not alone and that you love us and you care for us. And that you as oh you as are you are a sovereign God. May you guide us and protect us as we continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we struggle, when we stumble, when we mess up, Lord, we can come to you in humility, asking for repentance and asking for forgiveness. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. So today we are talking about forgive us, O Lord. That is the subject, and I think I kind of correlated it with our um, message. And Psalms 17, verse 8, it states, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. So that's pretty much stating, keep me, in the, keep me focused in your eye, O Lord. Help me to stay on the course that you have set before me. And keep me in the sh and then hide me under the shadows of your wings. So it is very interesting. It's very, very fascinating because we're pretty much as that we're calling God and we're asking Jesus to hide us in His shadows, because we know that the shadows of His wings. Because Jesus will come in as an angel, and that we He will guide us and protect us, and that no matter what happens. It is so important that we stay in his love and his devotion unto him because he will guide us and he will protect us. He will protect us from any spiritual attacks that hit us and he will bring angelic beings to protect us and he will bring angelic uh, creatures and spiritual angels to come and guide, al guide along the path. He will bring Comfort and he will bring guidance and peace over our hearts, our troubled hearts. So it's important that we continue uh, the protection and calling the God upon that. So Psalm 65, verse 3 also states, Iniquities prevail against me. As for our transgressions, you will provide anointment for them. How cool is that? Iniquities prevail against me. So pretty much, we are so sinful as individuals. It doesn't know. It doesn't matter who you are. We are beyond sinful in God's eyes. And the only thing that can cleanse us and cleanse you is Jesus's blood that He shed on the cross for you. And that is the anointment. That God needs in order for you to cross that finish line and in order for you to get the prize of everlasting life 
That is the prize that God has given you. And that is so crucial in this day and age. And it is, even as I try to live according to God's word, I struggle each and every day. I falter and I fall. And we will do that until we cross that finish line. We will do that until we pass away. But what I have, what I can do is ask Jesus Christ to forgive me. And as well as, you know, Jesus Christ to forgive you. Because I know that I've met people that have said, oh, I've done too many bad things. You know, there's no way God can forgive me. There's no way that Jesus can forgive me because I've messed up so bad. I've divided the relationship with him. And that no matter what I do, it seems like I'm a mess up. And God, God, I've screwed up so many times that, you know, I've burned bridges with so many people and I'm not, I'm divided on so many topics. I'm, I'm a sinful individual. God, he, I'm long gone to God. But I want to tell you, those are lies that sin has set for you in your mind. Those are lies entrenched in your mind. Because I definitely can tell you, God loves you. I'm going to repeat that again. The mindset that you have stating that you've messed up so many times that it's too late for God to forgive you is completely false. Because God loves you and he will love you forever. And that you are a child of God. And if Jesus loved you, so, he loved you absolutely so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for you. Not for, not for anybody else. When, he was, when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was thinking about you individually. He was thinking, okay, I'm going to die for Thomas. I'm going to die for Saz. I'm going to die for individually. He wasn't thinking about, well, I'm going to die for this certain race because uh, they're very special. I'm going to die for this country because I like this country. Or I'm going to die because I like people that love Dr. Pepper. Or I love people that, I'm going to die for people that love Packer fans. And the list can go on. No, he didn't do that. He died because he loved you. And he died because he knew that we we're going to mess up each and every day. And the only way that we can uh, be forgiven is an atonement of his sacrifice. And that was the ultimate sacrifice that God had to put his son on the cross. And it's, and I love Psalms 103.12. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. That is from everlasting to everlasting. And no matter what you've done, no matter if you lived a life of uh, pornography, if you lived a life of alcoholism, if you lived a life of lies, if you lived a life of deception, if you lived a life of stealing, if you lived a life that was so harsh and heinous to in people's eyes, Jesus has forgiven you all of that. Jesus has forgiven you and he has made a place for you in heaven. But that doesn't mean that there's consequences. I want to clear that, clarify that with you. Because I want to clarify that. Just because Jesus has forgiven your heart, forgiven your trespasses, forgiven your sins from the east as from the west, doesn't mean that there's going to be consequences. Because there will be. 
as earthly consequences. And even as God in the heavenly realm, there will be consequences. There are consequences that we have to live up to. There's good consequences and there's bad consequences. But I want to assure you that that when Jesus died on the cross, he gave you that sense of peace and assurance, knowing that you are now safe in heaven and that we still have to continue on and that you can ask God forgiveness when we mess up. But when you ask God for forgiveness and repentance, you have to do it as if you're going to change your life. And you have to do it as you are going to change the way you live, change your habits, change your perception on life, changing your um, interactions with the people you do. For instance, you aren't going to, if you ask God to forgive your heart and you come to fully repentance, you aren't going to go back to the old friends that brought you to in the sinful world, would you? You wouldn't come say, okay, God, I'm going to ask forgiveness. But then I'm going to go back to my safe haven. I'm going back to my safe people because they love me and they care for me. No, you're going to find accountability partners. You're going to find uh, brothers and sisters in Christ that are going to hold your feet to the fire. And you're going to find people that love you so much. They're going to love you more than the people that put you in the wrong direction. They're going to love you. They want what's best for you, just like your parents. Now, you might not see your parents right now as doing good things. You might you might despise your parents. You might despise your teachers. You might despise your drill sergeants. You might despise your leadership. But what I can guarantee you is that you will remember after you leave, after you graduate high school, after you graduate college, after you leave the house, you're going to remember the lessons your parents have taught you, and you're going to move forward with that. Because your teachers, your parents, and your colleagues and your leadership has the best interest for you, just like how God has the best interest for you. And that is so cool. And so your parents are, and God is going to correct you by setting a new conviction in your heart when you ask God for forgiveness. So that's very, <clears throat> so that's interesting aspect of correlating today's life. And so with that in with that in mind i'm sorry i'm getting deep i actually i don't apologize i don't apologize for getting into the word and getting so excited about god so it was interesting because king david was a very interesting character you know and he wrote the whole book of psalms and part of uh, psalms of psalms um he was a very interesting character in the old old testament he was quite a combination of humil of humility and compromise Courage and devious cunning, praising and warrioring. David, the shepherd boy turned king, was one of the most inspirational leaders and yet one of the most sinful. Just imagine for a moment the lust that drove him to steal another man's wife and expose the husband to a sure death at the front of a military attack. In other words, he deceitfully had him killed so he could steal the man's wife wow that's just absolutely deplorable and that's heinous and that's just awful as i can't think what that can happen in this day and age but it does but we've sinned but we've sinned before too gratefully and there's a lot lots of hope for us 
The Bible says God considered David the apple of his eye. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. Psalms 17.8 Why did God excuse such horrendous behavior? It's pretty simple. David asked for forgiveness, and God forgave him. When we are overwhelmed by sin, sins, you forgave our transgressions. I'm going to reread that again. When we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. How cool is that? Let's munch on that for a little bit, or not munch. Let's think about that. When we are so in depth, when we are in our filth and are in our disgust, God still forgave us because he loves us. So I used to so I used to be crippled by the guilt of my past. I wasn't a I wasn't by far a choir boy. I what well I was in the choir, but I wasn't a church like I surely wasn't um or acting like a Christian back in high school. Instead I was acting the opposite. I was acting like a two-faced Christian. So that is by far not living the word of God. But I heard about God's grace of God and his love and his compassion. So I needed that grace to wash my guilt away. Ephesians 2.8 can become the foundations for people like David, Paul, Mark, and you. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and, it, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, Ephesians 2.8. David had enough sense to pray this prayer. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. Psalms 51.2 Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. That is powerful. And that's where I'm going to end it with a word of prayer. And Psalms 51.2 Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you love us so much. We thank you and that we praise you, Lord. Lord, I ask that we come here with somber hearts, with filth on our past, filth on our feet, filth on our heart of our uh, wicked minds, actions, and bodies. But I pray that you can just repent of that, Lord. We come to ask him for repentance. And I ask that you can repent any of the listeners. Repent of their hearts. Repent that you love them so much. And help them to remember that no matter what happened, Lord, you love them. I pray that who I pray anyone that's struggling with that concept, that you can just show compassion with them. That you can bring people who love them. That you can bring people alongside with them to show compassion. To show what a Christian, to show what a disciple of yours looks like. I pray that for them, Lord. And I pray that for my heart as well. I pray that for my, even listeners that are along the path with you, Lord. I pray that if they've strayed away, and I pray that if they are battling with any dark secrets, Lord, that they can come to repentance of you. And I also come to asking for repentance for my heart, my mind, and my action. I may be cleansed, and I may be made washed white as snow, 
Lord, I can just sense your presence right now because I'm getting all goosebumps. And I believe that is the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that upon this nation as well. I pray that this nation come, can come to you in repentance of our horrendous acts and our wicked ways. That we may turn our wicked ways away and that we can glorify you. But it starts by each of every single one of us admitting that we are sinners. I know I'm a sinner, Lord. But I have the assurance that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. Not for anyone else, but for me. Because you had you you had me in your plans. And I was grafted in. And Lord, continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross the finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I want to say I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. And have a blessed day. Bye.